Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Growingingrace.org, where the Growing in Grace podcast is found. I'm Joel, along with Mike, and we're just kind of winging it today. We have absolutely nothing in our minds right now. Our minds, <laughs> our minds are empty, and we're going to start at that point <laughs> and figure out where we're going to go. Hey, before uh, before we start recording, you you said something about how like you had moved stuff around and you were testing your your mic just to see if it was uh, you know workable before we started recording and. You opened a program called Gold Wave. That mm-hmm. is that is a an audio recording program that we have used since the late nineteen nineties. <laughs> and we've still I've still got that's what I use to record the Growing and Grace podcast. I still use that. And it's you know, Halloween time and, and I just hope that people are not offended, but I just recently updated my Gold Wave to version six point six six <laughs> i just hope that doesn't uh, bother anybody because it doesn't mean anything but some people <laughs> some people take issue with that type of thing and have a problem yeah, with it it really becomes a superstition you yeah know? <laughs> yeah kind of silly because all it is it's it's just the version six and then they've done a whole bunch of stuff and they've gotten up to point six six with it mm-hmm <laughs> It has nothing to do with the book lots of Revelation. Of misunder- yeah, lots of misunderstandings about all of that, which which is not what we're going to talk about today, because we still don't know. We still don't know. What we're going to talk about. Twiddling <laughs> <laughs> my thumbs. You uh, reminded me of, um, yeah, with my job, I work with um, retail businesses, and they all have their own um, store identity number. And I saw one the other day with a particular brand, and it was going to be a new a new one, and their store number was what you just referred to six six six. And I would imagine that some people out there would have said, "I want a different store number," um, yeah. just because of the the stigma and, and the, the the perception behind that. And, and we're that way a lot of times with with different things in the Bible that we've assumed are a, a, you know a certain way. We're, we're taught to think a certain way about some things and. And it affects, it kind of has a domino effect, um, you know, like waves in the ocean. It kind of affects all, many of the other things that we think about God and Jesus and the Bible and, you know, denominational doctrines, and it just kind of carries over. And and the problem is that sometimes if, if we get the first part wrong, yeah, <laughs> it, it affects everything else. You know, if we don't have the right foundation, then... I don't know, everything just kind of gets out of kilter that we're trying to build. But um, So we have this idea today, and I, we think we've done this before, but it's probably been quite a long time. And, and understand that when, when we do this podcast, it's, it's uh, very organic, it's, it's quite spontaneous, but we'll usually talk for a, a couple of minutes before we record a program or start a series of programs and say, how about we talk about this? And we, we don't get into a lot of details about it because we know each other so well. We've been doing this for a while. We, we kind of usually know where we want to go with it. There are exceptions to that rule, but that's generally how it works. Uh, today, we just thought, how about we just jump on 
and see what happens without any conversation beforehand. So that's where we're at right now. So let me start off here, Joel, with this. I, I found an old note before we started recording why I wrote this down. Well, I can guess why I wrote it down, but um, the word gospel, actually, I think our very first podcast was was along the subject of what is the gospel, if yep. I remember right. Yep, that's right. It, and, and that stems from a question that was asked um, many years ago by a minister of grace that we learned a lot under back in the late 90s. Uh, he asked that question to a group of people who were transitioning. We were in that group, uh, a group of people who were transitioning from uh, a legalistic mind, a somewhat, at least somewhat legalistic mind, a traditional thinking about the Bible, uh, more of a works-based gospel. And, and he challenged people with, what is the gospel to you? What do you think the gospel is? And, and he encouraged people, don't get me wrong, he wasn't being mean about it, but he, he encouraged people that there were no wrong answers. Just tell me what it is to you. Um, so the word gospel, um, so I think that's what, you know, inspired our, our first program. What is the gospel? You know, it's one of those words that often gets used, but what does it really mean to people? I saw somebody recently on social media ask a similar question, um, and there were a lot of different answers, uh, and not necessarily all of them wrong or anything, just a lot of different perspectives, you know. So I looked up one time, Joel, I think it's, I wrote down the note, uh, Strong's number 2098, the word gospel. It shows up about, you know, depending on your translation, it shows up about 76 times in the New Testament. Hmm. Um, 12 times in Matthew and Mark, something like that. Two times in the book of Acts out of 76 times. Um, all the rest of the time that we see the word gospel was mentioned by the Apostle Paul. Oh. Surprise, huh? <laughs> I, I might have guessed that the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John would have had you know, more than that. Right, because they're called the Gospels. Yeah, 12 out of 76. So Luke and John never used the word gospel. I just find that interesting, hmm. um, at least according to my notes that I wrote a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, a couple times in the book of Acts. The rest, the rest were all by Paul except one in First Peter and one in Revelation, I believe. Um, and so I, I guess where I would go with that, and you can— either bring up a different topic or you can ride the wave on this one. But what I would do is I, I would point out that it, it's it's so easy to miss out on on the context of, of some of these things. You know, like we, we mentioned, I think, before in the past, and I don't have these notes in front of me, so I'm, I'm just going to make some numbers up. But I think, I think I'm fairly, fairly close here. I think the word grace, the Greek word for grace, shows up maybe 150-something times in, in the New Testament. Um and almost all of those, I mean, a fraction of them only show up in the four books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And most of those, let's say maybe a maybe a dozen or so out of out of 150 plus. Um, and the point here with that would be there isn't a whole lot of, because the gospel essentially it means good news. Uh, there isn't a whole lot of good news in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because Jesus was an old covenant prophet, if you will, communicating 
many things related to the law that was still in place before his death and resurrection. And so there's not a whole lot of gospel in there. And, and these are just things that give us clues. They kind of point us to certain things about the, the context of the, of the written pages. Um, because when you, you've got uh, the, the few mentions of grace in the four books of the Gospels, uh, almost, almost always refer to Jesus and the grace that was upon him. <laughs> I, I think only in, the one that sticks out is, is John chapter 1, where, where grace is pointing toward us. But so just some interesting statistics there. Yeah, that is uh, very interesting, because as we've said many times, when we just open up our Bible, even to what's called by scholars, <laughs> theologians, the New Testament, you're not necessarily starting off with the actual New Covenant, the New Testament of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus ministered un under, the law, under the law, under the Old Covenant, and he wasn't ministering grace. He was ministering the law and for, the, for the purpose that the law was given. You know, the law was given uh, to keep, as, as Galatians 3 says, to keep Israel held until the seed should come, Jesus Christ, to whom God had made a promise. God had made a promise to Abraham and to his seed, and, and Paul explains that that's to Christ, and it was going to be this, this new covenant that was going to come and so the law had its purpose until Christ came, until that time. And, and so Jesus was ministering the law up to the cross. And the cross was the, the dividing point in history, the dividing point uh, between the old covenant and the new covenant. And the law had to be properly taught. They weren't teaching it properly. Jesus was teaching it properly for the purpose that it was given. And then when he went to the cross and died, the new covenant came about. And so now that's, that was Paul's ministry. That's what Paul was preaching. He says, God has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. And this is a new covenant of grace. Jesus wasn't teaching the new covenant of grace. He was teaching the old covenant to those who were under it, the people of Israel. So yeah, if you start off, like you were saying, you start off in the wrong place, everything else is going to, you know, all the other dominoes are going to fall too in the wrong place. That kind of reminds me of, I just recently posted about 1 John 1, 9 online, um, and I also made it into a blog post. I'll link to it uh, at org here when we post this this episode. That um, I won't go through the whole thing, but you think about the, the Apostle Paul. You think about Paul, speaking of Paul, when he gave explanations of the gospel all throughout his epistles, not once did he ever tell believers or did he tell anybody that they needed to confess their sins in order to be forgiven and in order to have fellowship with God or in order to be in the light? Uh, he never said that you have to confess your sins. And then all the many times that Paul dealt with sinful behavior in the church, he wrote letters to uh, different churches, and there were issues going on, and every single time, he would tell them, you know, how to, you know, go around, go about correcting the issue, but he never once told them to confess their sins in order to get right with God again, in order to have fellowship with God again, because sin doesn't cause us to break fellowship with God, sinful behavior, that is, because in Christ, through the cross, you know, we've been justified. Paul said we've been justified by his blood. And we've been forgiven. The book of Hebrews talks about this once-for-all forgiveness. We've been forgiven once and for all 
through that blood of Jesus, through that one offering of Jesus. We don't go in and out of forgiveness. We don't go in and out of forgiveness. We don't go in and out of fellowship with God. And so when John, in 1 John, wrote, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, he's not talking about believers continually confessing their sins. Every time I sin, I've got to confess my sins. And, or before I go to bed tonight, I've got to confess my sins or, or whatever. It's nothing like that. Uh, unfortunately, like a, a face value reading of that verse makes it sound like that. I can understand why people think that way. But again, if you start off with the wrong idea, the wrong understanding, everything else is going to fall. And so without getting into the whole thing, there were um, Gnostics in, in that early church, in the first century. And what Gnostics believed, according to Nelson's study Bible, I got this, I just happen to have this open here. This is not, <laughs> I didn't pre-plan this, but since I posted this, at the time of recording, I had posted this yesterday. Uh, basically, what the Gnostics believed was that the spirit is completely good, and matter is completely evil. And so with that thought, they thought that God could not, have created the material universe. And Jesus could not have come in the form of a human body. He could not have come in the flesh because matter is evil. And so they denied that Jesus had come in the flesh. And they also, since matter is evil and the human body is matter, it doesn't matter what a person does with their body. So they were sin deniers. They denied that they had any sin because their spirit was good. And so John was addressing them, like right from the beginning of 1 John, you'll see him saying, we have heard Jesus, we have seen him, we've touched him. He was declaring that Jesus had come in the flesh, and he was declaring that, yes, there is such a thing as sin, but you guys are, are denying that there's such a thing, and you guys are denying that Jesus has come in the flesh. And so the word confess, homologio, I'm not sure exactly on the, I don't have my a lot of times when I do this, you know, Cap, I've had my little thing open where I could do the pronunciation. <laughs> but since we didn't plan this little advance, um, anyway, it doesn't mean to make a confession of guilt before God. Um, the word actually can mean not to deny. So if we don't deny our sins, these Gnostics were denying that. So he's telling them, don't deny that. And then they can understand that this forgiveness that was needed through the cross, because forgiveness was needed, but they were thinking, yeah, there's no such thing as sin, really, so they didn't need this forgiveness that was provided through this Christ who had come in the flesh. So he was really wanting these people to confess, yes, there is such a thing as sin, and yes, Jesus came in the flesh. That's what that whole first chapter of, of 1 John is about. And again, I'll link to my article on that um, when we post this thing. So, I don't know, we've covered a couple things. Probably we should wrap this one up unless you have any things you want to add. Well, let, let me wrap it up with what you just said there. Context is everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, because it's so easy to, to get tricked. We, we might be able to elaborate just a little bit more on this just to, to try and help uh, people wrap their minds around it. Because something like this topic that you're talking about, confessing sins in order to either remain forgiven, be forgiven uh, again, that's kind of a big doctrine in a lot of church circles. Yeah, let's go for it. So next week, let's plan 
on what we'll talk about. <laughs> at least <laughs> at least cover some of this uh, some more, to, like you say, to help get a firmer grip on it. This has been Growing and Graced with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingandgrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing and Grace.